What do you understand about the world? What do you understand about it? And what would you say to your 20-year-old self that just is about to win the title? I would think about the world now that I'm one with everything. That we're we're involved with everything. I'm involved with the shit. I'm involved with the bugs. I'm involved with the ants, the butterflies, the cats, the dogs. I'm one with everything. The cars, smoke, everything. I'm one with it all. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Dude, we got a great guest today. We got a guest who I'm a big fan of. I heard this guy on a podcast a couple years ago, I think. And his name's Lewis Howes. Great to have you here, brother. Thanks for having What's up, me. Louis? Thank you. What do you call yourself? Are you, You're sort of like this new age philosopher. Mm. You're a young... Great thinker. I Get the fuck it. out of your brother. Yes. He's written <laughs> think, a book. Sorry, yeah, let me yeah, give you ahead. a little more intro. He's written a book, New York Times bestselling author. Uh-huh. This book in particular that's on my mind, which is very pertinent to our show, is okay. called The Mask of Masculinity. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a lot to talk about there. It was a, it was a, um, a, a European thing. It was a, uh, not a philosopher, but I think a... I'm a fucking um, therapist, and he did the, um, the same thing with the mask of sanity. He oh. got his fucking name. Ooh. But it was about everyday people, we, we're not who we appear to be. Yeah, we put on masks. Oh, yeah. We put on this uh, projection to try to fit in or try to make people like us or try to please people or win people over. And we were just talking about this before, that you played in the NFL for a number of years. And you had an identity, a mask that you wore to fit in, to be that player, right? To play the role of lineman, big tough guy, tough whatever it may be. You had to be the tough guy because everybody, re- I don't care who was the gangster yeah. anymore, they respected the tough guy. That's it. Yeah, that yeah. was your life growing yeah. up. They respected yeah. you because you didn't yeah. back down from yeah, anyone. Yeah, I, I was bullied when I was a kid. And I said, wow, if I was like these guys that were bullying me, Nobody would fuck with me. Right. Would, 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 and, and you became the ultimate bully of the world by yeah. destroying everyone. And here's the thing. Yeah. These masks that men wear, they serve a purpose because it helps us get a result in our life. You know, mm. I wore the athlete mask, which was mm. I will do whatever it takes to win at all costs. I will freaking destroy people on the field. I will train my butt off. I'll hurt myself. Mm-hmm. I won't sleep. I'll freaking mm-hmm. do whatever to get bigger, faster, stronger at all costs so that I can achieve my goal. And here's the crazy thing. These masks work because you were in the NFL. You became the ultimate bully and were the greatest fighter of all time. But here's what doesn't work. We are left with this sense of like this prison inside, right? We might achieve success on the outside, but then we are prisoners and we are unfulfilled on the inside and we don't know what inner peace is. So the masks hold us back from inner peace. And we take that out on our loved ones, the people close Everyone. to us. Everyone. Our family, our children. Everyone. Everyone, yeah. everyone suffers around us when we yes, wear masks. Absolutely. So, mm. yeah. So that's why I wrote the book because I was, I was achieving at every level. I was making millions. I was you know, playing professional football. I was accomplishing things, but I was suffering inside. I knew if I didn't change, I couldn't have a family. Like my kids wouldn't respect me. I was just on that verge where my kids were once not respecting me no more. Really? Almost right there. The clip of it is so fucking frightening. Wow. How did it feel when they weren't respect? When they started to not respect you? I don't know. I felt like dying. I wanted to kill really? myself. Yeah. That's wow. all I have with my children. They didn't, they didn't respect me. I didn't want to live anymore. Wow. How old were you then? 
Um, 39. 39 wow. Yeah. So that was a big wake-up call for you? That was something yeah, that... pretty big, yeah. So how did you start to shift to it get their hard. respect again? It was Because <laughs> it was 40 years of conditioning. It was, it was so fucking... It was so hard. You just had to... Um, you had to be available. You had to come to work. You had to show up. You know? You had to have gratitude. Do you have a lot of gratitude in your life right now? Oh, I've been beaten in submission. So I have a lot of gratitude, yeah. Yeah. What was the biggest beatdown you've ever had? Whether it be physically uh, or emotionally or spiritually? I lost my four-year-old daughter. She accidentally killed herself by accident. Oh, man. She jumped on a treadmill. She didn't know how to work it, and she got hurt. Wow. So um, after that, I didn't know what to do. And I just didn't know what to do. How'd you recover from that? I didn't have it. I just know in order to um, make her happy, I have to do good things and be positive. Yeah. Wow. Were you, did you ever think positive before that moment or when you were fighting as well, or was it always no. negative? No, it was always about me. It was always about my dick. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. You know, I, I would give people money and stuff, you know. I, you know, I was capable of being kind to people, nice yeah. to people, but it didn't matter. I just wanted what I wanted, and that's all that mattered. Right. Why do you think we care so much about those things, about, like, what we win or what we get? Why do you think men in general? Because, um, listen, this is what happens. Um, us as little kids, especially boys, what we hear, we think of great men all the time. Mm. We think of people that we heard. Hey, you hear about that guy that knocked that guy out of the crown of the corner? What was his name again? We always hear a legend. We hear about Jim Brown. We hear about Bruce yeah. Lee. We hear about all these guys. And we want to know how this badass guy that's telling me about these guys. I'm scared of this guy that's telling me about <laughs> these fucking guys. Yeah. So I want to be like these guys. So guys like this could be afraid of me or respect me or something, you know? And it's ancient. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very ancient. Knights slaying the dragons, yeah. you know, going out on a hunt. Like and Jim Brown, up. the football player. Yeah, he's a legend. Like, I didn't know he was a football player. I from the streets. I used to thought he was a badass kicking motherfuckers' asses in the street. I didn't know he was a football player. I thought he was a badass that's motherfucker. Awesome. I had no idea he was a football player until I got older. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> Why do you think you wanted uh, respect was the thing you wanted the most from people? Because they bullied me all the time. Everybody yeah. picked on me. Why do you think they picked on you? I don't know because I had nobody to protect me. Uh. And no, um, no, there's some people in the neighborhood that got very intimidating families. They may have 20 kids in the family. You're not going to mess with and those they're kids. they're very aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Cousins and their brothers and everything. And they're very aggressive. So we don't bother those guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they got a family to yeah. get behind you. Yeah. You had no family to get behind you. I had no family like that, no. Dang. What do you think about that, Lewis? Why do people. What is the thing about bullying? Is it that we're programmed to gain superiority over others? I think bullies are very insecure, and they want to feel sure. they want to feel in power, and they they're actually powerless, and so they create uh, scenarios to have power over other people to feel like they're in control. You know, they're very insecure. I think we've all bullied at some time, whether it be one person or a group of people, or you know, in a relationship. I think we've all are at fault of it. Uh, because we want to feel a sense of control or power or certainty and that lack of certainty. You know, when you're 12 years old growing up, you have no certainty. It's like, who am I? What am I doing? You know, we have no certainty. You so. know, the fact is, as we talk, 
really look at this as we talk, Evan, when you think about it. It's just these few questions. Um, check it out. Who are you? Yeah. No one knows when you're 12. Yeah. Where have you came from? Yeah. What is your purpose? Why are you breathing? Why do you look the way you do? Yeah. Who's the first you? That, that you know, you have to make your existence. The first one, probably a million years ago, 10 million years yeah. ago. Who is he? What did he look like? Was he black? Was he Asian? Crazy, right? We don't even know who the first us was. Why do you think you're here, Mike? Excuse me? Why do you think you're here? Why do I think I'm here? To understand the world yeah. before I die. To, to, to be lucky to understand it and be conscious of it before I die. What do you understand about the world so far in your, oh, you're 50, how old are you right now? 52. How, what do you understand about it? And, and what do you understand about it? And what would you say to your 20-year-old self that just is about to win the title? I was thinking about the world now that I'm one with everything, that we're, all, we're, we're involved with everything. I'm involved with the shit. I'm involved with the bugs. I'm involved with the ants, the butterflies, the cats, the dogs. I'm one with everything, the clouds, the sewage, everything, the cars, smoke, everything. I'm one with it all. What did you think back then? Excuse me? What did you think uh, your understanding of the world was when you were 20? When I was 20? What, did you, what was your viewpoint of the world? Um, I had no viewpoint. Only thing I knew was um, these guys were great champions, and I wanted to be wanted like to be them. Like that, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I remember when I was a kid, when I was five, I would watch um, college football with my dad really? on TV. I would watch Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm from Ohio, mm. a small town in Ohio called Delaware, Ohio. And I would see the All-Americans on TV, and my dad would get so excited about the All-American football players at Ohio State. And I was like, because my dad talked about it, that's what I wanted to be. And so my whole life became, how do I become an all-American athlete? And that was the only thing I cared about. And then when it was over, I was like, well, who am I and what do I do with my life? Just kind of like when you retired from football, this identity. You know? so Everybody crazy. Had, Dick Buckets, all those guys had to deal with that. Yeah. Imagine being so immortal in the, on, the, on, on the, the football field yeah. and then that stops. Stops. And then you live in the past yeah. constantly. Yeah. You can't help it. How could you not help it? Yeah. Tell me that, especially in the fifties and stuff, when people wasn't elevated on. After we're done with this, if we haven't saved up, we're fucked. Screwed. If we didn't save up after this career, we're fucked. We're in the gutter again. I don't care, black, white, Chinese. Unless somebody, <laughs> somebody's such a big fan, they have rich guys. I love them when I play, and they gave you a job. That's what happened yeah. to a lot of those guys. They became salesmen for the big corporation because guys loved them when they were playing. But then the glory was over, though. You know, it's the ultimate endeavor to have to reinvent yourself. <sighs> And scary. everyone has to do that. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Every couple of years, it's almost like you have to. All the time. Every Shedding like, skins, letting yeah. go, transforming your mindset and your thoughts. You yeah. Know? What was it like for you when you had to reinvent through financially? Because I think you went bankrupt Big once time, or twice. Yeah. or you yeah. know, How Big did time. you rebuild and reinvent from a place of, man, I just had everything and now I'm I lost it for whatever no, reason. No, I had everything, and next thing you know, I'm sixty million in debt. <laughs> so you, now you owe. Now you owe everything. Could you imagine, dude? You owe everything like now. Oh. Fucking million. How'd you get out of that? <laughs> Listen, right. For some reason, they thought I was trying to get out, get out, get a deal to get out of this um, bankruptcy. They thought I was going to still fight. I had no intention of fighting. They said, yeah. nah, you got to fight. You got to get out of this deal, then you got to fight for a whole bunch of money. <laughs> yes. You got to fucking sucker us. So they kept thinking I was going to fight, and they wouldn't give me deals. And so I just, this way, I just kept paying a little bit at a time, make some money I could pay them. And then, next thing you know, 
I would owe the money for so long. They would say, hey, you owe this for so long, so we're going to decline you owing us this. Because so, <laughs> so you're not paying us. So you owe this for so long, so right. now you don't owe us $5 million no more. We're going to take 7 or $5 million off. And so that's how I was getting down. And so they said, all right, we're going to take this off too. And I wind up owing them $2 million, and I paid that, and it was over. I said, it's done. Fuck. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, kept bro. taking it down, but you haven't paid in seven months. If you don't pay this in seven months, you're going to take $20 million off. It's not uh, like that. You never pay them. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, you never pay. How could they do that? Are they supposed to take everything? I was living in Madness. They supposed to took all that shit. <laughs> how did that happen? Interesting. I was thinking, wow. after, how did I'm keeping all this shit? Why did not coming to take this stuff? Interesting. Yeah, they never came to take anything. What do you think the moment? What was the? Uh, I had cars and stuff. I couldn't ride them because I couldn't put, have money to put gas in them. That Rolls Royce, I can't ride them. Got no just gas. Just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy, Mike. Crazy. Was there a moment in your life? Uh, was it maybe the bankruptcy or when your daughter died or when you lost respect with your, your kids? Was there a moment when like things really started to shift in your mind to say, okay, I need to figure this stuff out. I need to really, you know. I didn't have the slightest idea. I got involved with this woman who's now my wife, right? And she just kept saying, everything's going to be all right. We're going to write a show. We're going to produce um, television shows and movies, and this is going to be over. And I'm looking at her, and I'm still strung out on drugs. And I'm looking at her, and I'm you know. And next thing you know, we were talking about, we went and saw Chad's Parliamentary Bronx Tale, but we saw it on stage. It was magnificent. It was... um. It was so quiet, you could hear a mouse piss on cotton. He was so captivating. You know what I mean? This guy was so captivating. Chaz Palmetteri was so captivating. Everybody was so quiet, you could hear every. And I said, baby, I want to do that. Baby, I do that before. Like when I go to Europe, people ask me questions and I answer the question. But this time I just want to answer the question. I didn't do it, you know, I mean, theatrically, um, like Mr. Palmetteri. Yeah. And um, she was writing the script. And we were rehearsing. She was writing the script. We didn't know how we were going to ever do it. And then a friend of mine was at the gym where I work at. And a guy was there. Don't Mike Tyson work here? He said, yeah. He said, if you ever see him, give him my call. I want to do a show with him. Whoa, bro. Came out of nowhere. That's the universe. Manifesting that shit. It came out the universe. A week <laughs> later. So she, we, so we, we, we called the guy. It took my wife, I think, six weeks to write the show. Wow. Her first show ever. We did the show. Standing room over, knockout, blast all over the world, knock the country out. We did it on Broadway for three weeks. We First show in Vegas? Yeah, on Vegas was knocked everybody out. Everybody came in town. Always. So one of Spike Lee's assistants came and saw the show and said, Spike, I think we should get into this. And then Spike said, want to go to Broadway? I was in Poland. He called me. He said, want to go to Broadway? We went to Broadway. Listen, we went to Broadway. Everybody came. All the Broadway shows and actresses and the actors came. Stevie Wonder, it's everybody came, all the actors who we did on a pen year here in California. All the people from the sets came, all the actors and actors, everybody came. It was so awesome. <laughs> I couldn't believe we could ever do something like that. Be on that level where they would come watch us do something other than a fight. Something I'm not going to get hurt doing. I did that, you know? I said, yeah. wow, I'm performing. These guys are coming and they're enjoying it. Mike, I've, okay. I've heard you talk about this a lot, but how did you feel? being so honest mm. and vulnerable about your experiences. Was that the first time you'd really done that? I mean... Yeah, kind of. But listen, um, it was it was embarrassing at first, but the people knew all this. The people that was old, they knew. They saw what happened in the paper. They read the paper. Mm -hmm. They saw what happened. They saw what happened. People complained about on television. So I couldn't... Everybody knew what happened. 
So I had to be very honest. You did the eight. Knew. You were the eight mile move. It was yeah. like the end of eight yeah. mile. We're just like, here's everything I did. You know, I'm going to say yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody knew it, but they just never heard me say it. But That's they all the knew only it. way. Yeah, everybody knew. It wasn't no secrets. I, I yeah. watched. I didn't watch it live. I wanted to when it was on Broadway, but I remember watching it on on was it AB, HBO One or of those shows, yeah something shows like that. And my friend saw it, and he's like, "You have to watch this." He goes. It's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. And I was like, no freaking way. Mike Tyson doing a one-man show. I was like, there's no way. And I turned this thing on. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I turned this thing on. And I was like, wow, you're an incredible uh, storyteller and an incredible performer. You know, obviously, you were a great performer as an athlete, but you transitioned. And I don't think anyone saw it coming that you had that capacity and capability to captivate an audience whether it be live or TV audience, and you did an incredible job, man. It's, thank you. I mean, thank you. It was inspiring. But listen, um, Evan, my wife, it was supposed to be a gritty, hardcore show, yeah. a hardcore guy that came hard. It came out like a car. They laughed at my hard, tough yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Not having a father. The people broke our left. So I ran back to the street. I said, babe, what's going on? What's happening? Why are they laughing? Why are they laughing? She said, it's going to keep it going. Keep, keep it, it going. going. It's keep good. It going. Keep it going. They're laughing. Keep it going. What was the biggest lesson you learned about yourself after that whole experience had finished? Um, that shouldn't be too hard on myself. You know, that mm. should be, I should be more appreciative of what they have accomplished from where I mm. came from. That's amazing. Are you usually hard on yourself? Absolutely. Why? I don't know. That's all I've ever known. Because if I made mistakes, um, I got harshly, you know what I mean, verbally punished. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, yeah. you heard some bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, of course. You heard some stuff you didn't want to hear. So, wow. so you, get yourself, you get yourself numb to that by calling yourself that all the time. I'm a loser. I suck. Yeah, this, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Are you stupid, motherfucker? You wow. dumb fucking nigga. How could you do that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. What do you crazy. What do you say to yourself now? Huh? What What's the conversation you say to yourself? Oh, I love myself. I love my kids. Isn't your, your kids awesome? Aren't you very lucky that you have your wife? Wow. What would you be without her? Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, if Mike Tyson can transform, yeah. you know what I mean, as yeah. a, a, a as a exactly. example of a man who's yeah. gone through a lot of life trauma. Pre- life prepares you. Mm. Life prepares you for everything. Prepares you for doing a hundred years in jail. Prepares you for getting ready to go to um, the electric chair. Prepares you for death. You know what I mean? When um, when life is enduring with you, when you're enduring with life, and you're making the age limits going to your fifties, your sixties, your eighties, and you're making it up there, you're prepared. All your friends are no longer around. Most of your family members not around. What the fuck am I doing here? Then we go. Wow. You know. What's the thing that's prepared you um, the most? What experience that you've gone through uh, do you think has prepared you the most for where you're at now? Yes, I'm dropping my ego. I, mean, I think my life would be a disaster if I never took the toad. I took this um, ancient medicine, the toad, right? And um, it changed my whole perspective on how I look at life and how I look at people and how I talk to people. Wow. Do you know about the toad? No. Wow, why don't you educate well, educate him? That's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> Tell You're me. an awesome guy. Please. Thank you. So you know you know about ayahuasca? Of course, yeah, yeah. Oh. So the active ingredient in there is DMT. Yep. So the toad from its venom, which they extract um, and then dry it over a certain period of time, it crystallizes, it contains five MEO DMT, which from the way I understand it is DMT with an extra methyl oxy group attached to it, which makes it 
trans, like super steroided. Ooh, like, so it's, it's supercharged like yeah, yeah. to your brain. So it crosses the blood brain barrier faster. Wow. And so, you know, it does, you vaporize it. Mm-hmm. And it does very much the same things as DMT, but it's it's a, it's really the top of the pyramid as far as entheogenic substances. Wow! Um, and so you know, people are cured of depression and addiction, and you know, are released of trauma and pain. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, Mike, so you did it. Had it, a very it, transformational quite, quite a few experience. Times and, um, listen, if you take this um, medicine. Um, it's a possibility you may feel like God. Wow. And then you may have a small encounter with God and say, oh, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Is that what happened for you? Yeah. What was the encounter like? I felt the pain of everybody I ever heard before in my life. Wow. That sounds pain. That feels, <laughs> that's fine. God, please, Lord, I'm sorry. It was crazy. You felt the pain of everyone you hurt? How many people do you think you've hurt? Oh, man. <laughs> Hundreds, thousands, I, oh, tens of thousands. The, the pain, it's, it's so amazing that pain that you could feel. It was I had nobody. It was nothing. I just existed. Wow. And I, you could just feel everything. You feel and you say you didn't understand. It's like being dead. You're vulnerable as hell. There's no ego. You're afraid of everything. Naked. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's please don't hurt me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's please. God, please. Wow. You know, you don't even see nobody and you're scared. You have to feel. You have to feel scared. I'm sorry, please. It's just, I don't, I don't understand it and I've never been the same since I did it. Wow. I, only, I don't think about hurting people. I don't think about loving people. You just don't, you just don't want to do that stuff anymore. Wow. You know, I've, I've never been the same since I died. You, when in my, in my um, time in life, I'm talking a little fast, but in my time in life, I thought I'd seen it all. I thought I'd been everywhere. I think I fucked everybody, drank everybody, smoked with everybody. I did it all. And I realized I don't know nothing, and I'm nobody. Wow. I don't know anything. I don't know where I came from. I don't know my real name. <laughs> I mean, somebody named me Mike. I don't know who the fuck I am. I'm just here. Wow. When when did you take this? Nine months ago was the first time. <laughs> oh, I, did, wow. I did it recently, not too wow. long ago, but October? the first time was the year in October. Wow. Yeah. It's been pretty amazing to be on this ride with Mike, and it's just crazy amount of wisdom and insight that comes from spending time with this guy. And I always used God as a way to get to be in. I, I, I was never really, um, I knew of God, but I always, I didn't, I was, it was always, it wasn't bigger than me. You were the, you were bigger than God. Yeah. You were was, God. Yeah, yeah, my fucking sick head. And then you realize that you have to get on your knees. You don't know what his name is, but you know you have to worship. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. after taking the toll. Yeah, years now, Once you've been humbled a certain amount of times, then you're like, okay, I'm not God anymore, right? Listen. Listen, I'll tell you about that ego. I tell you, even though you're humble, you stop. He's still there. Don't let him look at the fucking... I might look around and look at the fucking reflections and say, wow, I'm handsome. <laughs> It'll come. The ego's a motherfucker. Once you take the toe, you know he ain't shit. Yeah. How do you let go of ego? And how do you... How, what advice would you give to men who are so ego-driven? What would you say to them on how to, like, let it go when they're so attached to it? Listen, I'm going to tell you something about the ego from my experience. My, I'm nothing but a, it's a junkyard gutter kid, right? But my, I had nothing. I had nothing. This this old Italian man gave me an ego. 
Mm. Right? And he gave me everything I wanted. The ego gave me everything I ever wanted and more. But it took so much more in return. What did it take? It took everything. Wow. It took everything. Been in prison. It took everything. Family, love. Yeah, well, you don't care no more. You're almost an animal. Wow. You know? Oh, I don't never want to go there again. Wow, man. Why well, you want to live like an animal when you can just say, give it up? Hey, I don't want to do that no more. I love yeah. you. Wow. It's amazing. <sighs> Crazy. It's awesome. What's, what's the thing, the lesson you've still yet to learn for yourself to, to get to that next level that you want to be at? Is there a lesson or is there a challenge that you're struggling with, a question inside that still keeps you from more love, more fulfillment, yeah, impact? Yeah, what yeah. is that? Um, why me? Who the fuck am I? Why, why do millions of people know me and, and think of me in nice ways? Why me? Why did I have to meet this guy? He had nothing. He has died broken. But how did he give me the tricks that he had to give me what I want? Mm. You know, why me? Why did, how did he know I was the guy to, to, for this job? Wow. I never had a boxing glove all my life. I never thought about sports. I never played sports in my life. How did he know I was the guy? The universe. Yeah. How does this fucking guy know? That blows me away. How yeah. does this guy knows? Crazy. What do you think the world needs more of right now? What is it? What's it missing? Um. Listen, I don't. I can't say no. I, I can. All, I can only say love, kindness, yeah. um, passion, patience. You know, am, among each other. Yeah. Look at each other as equals. You know. Everyone can succeed in one particular way. We could all put, we we could all succeed if we work together in any way. So true. You know, anyway. No one wins unless we all win. Exactly. Yeah. And the conduct of one is the faith of us all. Hmm. And there's billions of us all in there. The conduct of one is the faith of us all. Say that one more time. The conduct of one? The conduct of one of us is the, is the faith of all of us. What does that mean for you? Hmm. Huh? What does that mean to you? That we all have to be in sync with one another. Wow. One guy robs a store and murders some people. That's the fate of all of us. One guy kills a guy because he's a different color or a different religion. That's the fate of all of us. Some powerful shit. Is he always this, this yeah. insightful? Yeah. <laughs> he is, man. I mean, and that's just really, to me... Why I think I've connected with Mike so much is, you know, through my career in the NFL and coming out of it, mm-hmm. this dissolution of ego that's taken place for me over the last four and a half years, you know, ego is just, it crushes you, really, at the end of the day, because that's the thing that ties you into all of your desires and ideas about who you are and what you're supposed to be in oh. this manufactured realm. That and it chases everybody in. that loves you away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You only have bullshit motherfuckers around you. It's your never ego, enough. Your ego can never have nobody you love around you. It won't work. Why is that? If somebody loves you and your ego's fucking acting up and it's controlling you, you can't have you them. You push them away. You, yeah, yeah. You, you, you fucking sh- you slammed them away. They, 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 no matter how much they try to love you, you're you just like. You can't do it. You can't do it. It wow. won't work. Because you're never exist. satisfied. Yes. You're yeah, never, never filled. Worked. That hole is never full, you know? Not enough 
women, not enough cars, money, not enough money, not accomplishments, enough, press, not enough fucking consumption. There's not yeah. enough to just consume and feed that thing, feed and, that beast. And that kind of sickness, if you can't have it all, you rather have nothing. Mm. Because yeah. it's not enough. It's not. It's not. It's not all of it. I'd rather have nothing. Is that what happened to you? You're yeah, like, I'd rather I have nothing. I can't have everyone, everything, every girl, every drug, every every movie star. If I can't have every one of them, all of them, I'd rather have nothing. Really? Yeah. How many? How many women do you think you've been with? I don't know. Not. I'm not proud of it, though. Yeah, yeah. That's stuff that I'm proud of. Yeah. Hmm. I don't even know why I did it. Yeah. I didn't know what was the purpose of it. To try to fulfill something that we were missing. No, it was. Listen. Um, I wanted those women to love me. Why? Because I didn't love myself. Wow. Did you let them love you? No fucking way. How can I don't love myself? I can't let them love me. My love was to make me come. Right. Or to tell me I was great. Or to tell me that was the best fuck you ever had. That was my ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was my fulfillment. I would pay you. I'd buy your fucking house or car. I'm the best one I. Wow. <laughs> What's um? How long have you been together with your wife? Ten? No, well, more than ten. We've been married ten years. What's the greatest lesson she's taught you in the last ten years? That I don't own her. <laughs> Did you used to feel like you owned the relationship? I owned or? everything that was in my presence. Wow! You're around me, you're just a fucking worker. I own you, motherfucker. You're just around <laughs> me, you're a fan. You're around me, I own, I own you, you, motherfucker. Wow! Fan, I own you, mother. You're around me, you're in my presence. You want anything? You you you, you accept anything from me? You, I own you. You owe me, I own you, yeah. Yeah. So how, when did she say, you don't own me? What What was that like when she confronted you and said, hey, you don't own me? Listen, let me tell you. Have you ever been married? No, I've never been married. Wait, let me tell you something. You've been, I'm going to tell you something. Marriage is something like, it's like a roller coaster, right? Yeah. And it's really scary because the roller coaster goes up and it gets to the top and it's making a lot of fucking noise. And that's the beginning. <laughs> we making a lot of noise by being in love. And then we get to the top. And then we come down fast, <laughs> and um, you can't grow. You can't um, you can't learn this stuff. You got to grow with this stuff. Yeah, you got to go through get, it. You can't get ready for this. You can't prepare for this. You know what I mean? You got to find out. I mean, you and this person really care about each other. Love is out of the question. That we're married. Fuck love. <laughs> now it's about how determined you are to make this work for the betterment of your children, your name, God. You know what I mean? How tough are you now? You're a tough guy. I want to see how tough you are. You beat up a lot of people. Let's see how tough you are with this. Wow. You know what I mean? This, this is for God. Let's see how tough you did this for money, nigga. Let's see what you could do for God. Mm. What's the greatest? Awesome. What's the thing you love about her the most now? Right now? That she puts up with me. She put up me for a little bit. I can't believe it. Can you believe we're still married? <laughs> Ten years. Yeah, wow. And then I ran into the toad. Wow. Oh, man. Mm. Toad life. Oh, toad man. life. Toad dude. life up in here. Toad life. Oh, man. You really have to cultivate a marriage, man. You oh, have to listen, work you've at You've been it. married? Yeah. You're married right now? You got a two kids, you said? Or One kid. One kid. Two-year-old? Seven-year-old. Seven-year-old. Wow. Once yeah. you reach that Didn't spot where it. you understand, hey, <clears throat> we have to watch. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to make sure our side of the street is clean. I, got, I can't worry about her side of the street. Yeah. I got to make sure my side of the street is clean. That's a key. G- give me That's the, an absolute I'm, key. I'm not married. I've never been married. Uh, but give me the the keys to 
getting into a, a marriage that's happy and staying in a happy one. Give me your top three each. I want to hear. Listen, don't take Listen. anything personal. Never I, personal. If she says things that make How do you personal. not take it personal Listen, when it's wrong? It takes a lot no, of no, practice. It's not, when no, it's not wrong because, the, no, it's triggers. When, we when, have they're triggers. Ta- when they're attacking we, you. No, we have triggers from other relationships yeah. and other lives. In and our so life, yeah. They hit those triggers and we, we blame them for the, for, the, for the trouble that everybody else called us because mm-hmm. they pressed those buttons Put that pain back up. So how do you not take it personally when they're like, you mother... It takes hey, a lot of learn, practice. You learn not to take okay. it personally. Yeah. And you say, and you just tell them, I love you. It doesn't wow. just happen. It disarms them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Always coming back to I love yes, you. I love, I love you. you. Please, I love you. Remember yes. how much you love them. I love wow. you so much. And remind yourself of it. And for me, it's... It's about taking the energy that I bring into life because we can take our families for granted. Yes. You know, and we fall into just autopilot, uh, you know, programmed mechanisms with our family, especially with an intimate relationship. And so over that time, like what Mike was saying, when that love or that lusty, super hot sex time wears off because it's going to, because we are, as human beings, we are chemically programmed into that, especially men. You know, you are biologically, evolutionarily programmed to procreate and spread your seed. You know, so this is something that we have to battle or at least learn how to hone and control. And it's listen, important. this is what I found out too. Because you remember you said it comes a time when you still want to do it no more? And say, I'm Mr. Cool, but you still like to do it, but it's not like it used to be. That's because God prepares you. To, you know what I mean? Sometimes when you're younger, it has to go. Mm. You know? And when you get older, it's not that important. Yes. Yeah. It's not, you don't care why, as much. That's more. why God made it feel good. Yeah. Because even when you're older now, it's not that important, but it still feels good. I feel like yeah. feeling good right now. Yeah. You know? So you have to come home and you have to create that romance and that love again mm. you know you have wife to remind totally yourself lose it. she would lose she should pick something up you know why are you not being this way are you with somebody else this way women pick things wow. up they're very sensitive they pick up things you have to be um consistent the same thing all the time all the time you stop one time or something they pick up something consistency with women i, remember, I learned that late to be consistent <laughs> have to be consistent consistent never change your colors wow because they, they would pick that up quick that's the first thing they picked hey, one you day work. you change one second well that's why communication one second she picks it up they're different than we are you communication see bunch, you see a whole bunch of people in here and my wife was in here we're all talking my wife would remember here only my voice everybody's talking she remember everything i said everybody's talking but she's going to hear my voice that's how women are. They they get they get tuned into your voice, everything about you, your characteristics. They want to know you. They want to be the puppet master. Not not. They just want to know what it's. They don't want to yeah. be the puppet master. They just want to know every move you make. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <clears throat> and so, communication. Yeah. Communication. So that's the yeah. that's the third for sure. Communication. Don't take you, things personally. Yeah. And we just remember how much you love, love them. them. Yeah. And that's it. <sighs> Please communicate because something that happened six months ago and you won't know it till the outbursts come out. And you go, what the hell happened? Yeah. That's six months ago. What? Always communicate. Is everything okay, baby? Sure, nothing's on your mind. You don't want to talk about anything? Every you day, yeah. Oh, I've learned that late. I started doing that recently, like yes. a year ago. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's pretty new for me. Wow. You too? Communication <laughs> is just, that's a constant no, practice. Evan, my whole life, once I've been married, married, all I did was throw money at my problems. Yeah. Buy a house, buy your mother a house, buy some cars, you know, get away. I can't fucking deal with no children's yeah. shit today. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear what the teacher said today. Yeah. Fuck the teacher. It's not, that's not what your, 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 your yeah. partner wants, to, wants from you. They want you to listen and be a, a partner. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They want to know how the money's building. They want to know everything. You mm. know what I mean? And then when you realize you don't have the money like you used to have and you used to and throw those, the money at the problem, you have to deal now. Mm. now to you deal with deal. the problem. And dealing with the problem, that's it's almost like death. <laughs> I'd rather almost die than deal with the problem. I wish I had something to throw away. I wish I had some money I could give a lawyer to deal with the problem. I definitely uh, confronted that coming out of the NFL. Yeah. Oh, you know, you yeah. With my wife. Yeah, you know, It was like, oh, wow. Now... And, I'm here and in Evan, this marriage. My mom was, now we, there's nowhere to go. That's so awesome you have all this free that. time. Yeah. You're not just at a job all day. You know. Evan, you know Absolutely. What? Remember one day I was in the thing, I said, why is it that men and women have to be married? Why is it that we look for a mate? And I tell you, a man needs a woman to make sure that he's a man. Because she'll make sure that we're a man because she'll test us and try us and push us hmm. to the extent, to they see us. Yeah. Breaking point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And by being a man, you got to control yourself, mm. and that's what they teach us. Once you control yourself, you control your feelings with a woman. She, she I don't want to say submit, but she understands I can't get to her. <laughs> once you control your feelings, because we we don't have the emotional intelligence mm. to control our feelings with the woman, because in our mind, I'm I'm macho mind. You want to react? Oh, she bitching. She making us look like a fucking bitch. She said that no man would ever say that to me. Well, it's about yeah. when. <laughs> It's ego. about when you're confront when your woman confronts you with something. She's challenging mm. your kingdom. Wow. She's challenging your masculinity. Big you know? time. She's saying there's Every something man fucked up. Go with for it. Every man I don't get big, strong, biker yeah. game, bang a tough killer. And with a woman, you're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. you're not married. I'm not married. Any no. lucky ladies. Uh, I just started seeing someone recently. Yeah. It's been uh, yeah. nice, man. And well, listen. look forward to all this. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know what's so awesome though? Once um she finds out that you're the guy and you're conducting yourself like the guy, and and you move in, and she moves in, that shit change. She start moving her shit around and moving this, and the house gonna look like this, and that's it. It's a wrap. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting ready yeah, to get dude. married, boys. <laughs> you don't think so either. You think I'm gonna get this? I'm gonna be keep getting the next thing you know. You don't uh, want nobody else to get it. So uh, the more you get it, the less you want anybody else to get it. Yeah. Some weird reason. I don't know why God made us like that. You should think. Well, I already had it a hundred times. I don't want it no more. The more you get it, the more you want to keep it. Wow. You know that's how life prepares us for love. I guess I don't know. Wow. A lot of people think. A lot of people. Think, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna beat love. I'm gonna get all these bitches. Fuck all these. I ain't gonna marry. I ain't getting. All right, we're going to take a quick break. So, you know, sports are on hiatus with everything going on in the world, but it doesn't mean that there's nothing to bet on. Now, our hot boxing good friends and exclusive partners, Bet Online, have all the action. Major League Baseball continues to push through the summer, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. On Bet Online, has hundreds of odd features for you to bet on. Take advantage of every sport. And remember, our casino never closes. It's always there for you to check out and enjoy. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Hey, <laughs> that's betonline.ag. And don't forget that promo code podcast1 for your sign-up bonus. You've met a ton of guys. Yeah. Billionaires, celebrity. You've met the biggest, you know, influencers in the world, right, over the last 30, yeah. 40 years. I'm curious, is there... A man that you know today or in the past who's maybe passed away who feels so much love in his heart and feels like he made it without having a great partner. Like, can he do it alone? 
and just sleep with a bunch of girls, you know, take what he wants and do these be things. Be that guy. Can he be that guy and still be like peaceful and love in his heart or is he unfulfilled? Dig, right. My experience. Good question. Right? My dude. experience, a guy that did a lot of stuff with women and stuff, I'm not proud of like, um, the more women you, um, you know, you would think the more women you have, the more, um, more crowning achievements you will receive from people or whatever the situation, the player yeah. world. Or, but the more women you, the more women you be with, the more it's being, you feel like you've been taking parts away from you. The hole is getting bigger. Yeah, it feels like you, you're dying. The more you, they're taken from you. You feel like you're being taken. You're being torn apart. You're feeling empty. You're feeling dark. You feel like, just don't feel good about yourself. Wow. You're just a fucking fuck. Mm. You fucked all these people and you got nothing from them but a fucking cum. You know? And what did you get from that feeling? Why did you want to have that feeling? What was the cause of you having that feeling? Nobody had no, you know, maybe three people had babies. But it was like, come to be, what was the purpose of that feeling? I don't feel that way no more. Mm. I don't move like that no more. I don't, and I said, what was the purpose for me to be that way? What did I get out of it? No one got any babies. We got some diseases. <laughs> we, got, You know what I mean? Um, nobody got any love from that. Mm. What's that perceived as love? What was that? I tell my wife, what was that all about? Mm. You think I would meet all these people in the afterlife and stuff? What's the afterlife? What about the people that watch me fight? Would I ever see them again, all of them, um, collectively? Does, if all this stuff go back, where do, where do we all go? Where, where's like the, 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 what, what, you, what you're thinking right now? Well, what am I talking about? That feeling, that energy, where did that go when we yeah, die? Yeah. Like you're not even talking, but that you're talking to you here. Yeah. yeah, where did that go when we die? That can't die. Where does it go? I'm just thinking, did that just black out? Mm. Like you pull out a plug socket? What happens with that? Goes you back know? into the circulation. But then. imagine if it go into a bug or a rock or a tree and we become that. Yeah. I'm not sure how reincarnation works. You know, do you come back as another human being? What, you know, and why, what person you come back as? I was know? telling my wife, my wife hates bugs. Yeah. Like every now and then a bug gets in the house and she freaks out, right? And I said, listen, that's probably your grandmother coming back in reincarnation. Wow. She wow. wants to see you so bad. As soon as you come <laughs> back, fucking squatter. Wow. You know, I think stuff like that. Wow. You know what I, mean? I think these are people that we Absolutely. love, and we see them, and we hate them so bad. And they say, "Mike, look at me!" But they, they're so fucked yeah. up. They say, I'm back. I thought I was dead. Hey, Mike, it's me. Poof. I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I've I have a new practice. Any bugs? I don't I, kill anything. I bring them outside because my wife that. is the same. She's like, "Get the spider out of here." Yeah. I'm like, I tell my wife, thing, I tell my wife, I'm not killing nothing. <laughs> I tell yeah. that right there. I'm not killing. You gonna kill? You kill? I'm gonna kill it. Anything. Yeah, that might be my new policy. Yeah. When do you feel the most loved, Mike? When I feel the most loved. When do you feel the most love in your heart? You know when? When I'm around watching YouTube. And I hear my kids running around, and my wife comes up and down after feeding the kids that maybe come from work, and I'll come upstairs and get in the shower, maybe sit on the bed, or sit on her chair, electric chair that puts electric vibes to her body, and I say I'm very happy. Everybody's in the house. All my kids are here, and that's when I'm the most loved. Wow. And we're all together. All my oldest kids, the youngest, they're all from school, from home, and they're all back together in the same house. I feel one love at all. Wow. That's awesome. Why do you think that, that experience makes you feel the most loved and not something else? Because everything that I love is, um, I feel secured. 
I feel like, listen, this is a false sense of security. I feel like I can protect them right now. I can't uh, do nothing. Somebody can come in there and do something. Somebody yeah. can come in and kill us all with a bat. Forget a gun. <laughs> right? But it's the fact. I think that they're safe now because mm-hmm. they're with me. Yeah. Fucking, no, that's the eagle shit. Yeah, I think they're fucking safe because they're with me. Isn't that sick? And I know that's bullshit, but it just makes me feel it. Feels good. Yeah, it makes you feel loved. They're grown, too. It's an interesting breakdown yeah. of that, Mike. You took it. All the way through. Yeah, yeah. I love them so much. I what? don't want them to ever, and I see, I they, they never experienced anything I experienced. The kind of people and yeah. did the things and been in prison and got bad records and stuff. They're very clean kids. They got good stuff. They got good beginning. They don't got all the shit with them. You know? Awesome. Well, I, my brother, I don't know how much time you guys have. I'm, I'm just day. asking we're some all, questions, but my, uh, <clears throat> when I was, um, how old was I? I was eight years old. My brother went to prison for selling drugs. Mm-hmm. So when I was eight until twelve, we would drive, uh, you know, a couple hours on the and weekend. The treat you like shit. Huh? It was crazy, man. Yeah, they they would we'd drive the weekend. You know, take like an hour to get through the security every time, and then I'd sit in this you know big room with all the convicts and my brother. And I was eight years old until twelve, and I remember. Just hearing these stories about prison that blew my mind as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Just like what happened. I'm curious, what was the biggest thing you learned about yourself from from being in jail? Um, what I learned from jail. This is what I learned from jail, which is going to be a trip. That they're fucking beautiful people in this world. Beautiful. Yeah. There are. There were so many nice people there. So many beautiful people in this world. They just had hard luck or bad times and stuff. It's beautiful people. And they may be killers. Yeah, they may have done some really horrific shit, shot people, did some stuff, drug deals went bad stuff. But um, they have a human quality about them. They're kind. You just said not. You just have a different look. We have a different perspective of a drug dealer. We're looking for the drug dealer. He has some guns. He's coming with his pack. And a bunch of guys got their guns ready for people, for action to come. And they come across a big bag, sadistic people. But that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. These are people on hard times. Yeah. And nobody, government's not doing nothing. They're not even giving a welfare out anymore. You know, this is the company where if you're not doing well, if you don't make it, fuck you. That's the country we live in. I know you don't know what likes to hear, but if you're not doing good, you don't have a good family, you don't got good education, you don't got good working skills, you're not a big, strong buck, fuck you. You, you come back from the army, you, you paralyzed, you got shot up, fuck you. You're old, you can't work, can't do nothing, fuck you. You immigrate. Don't got no skills. How your girlfriend look? How your wife look? They're beautiful. Can I fuck them? No. Can I fuck you. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, but oh. people, there are some. I've been up to Lancaster to the uh, maximum security prison up there and done some workshops. And I did a workshop for five hours <clears throat> with a former NFL guy, uh, Steve Weatherford. I don't know if you. I know Steve Punter. Yeah, we yeah, played yeah. together in Jacksonville. There you go. Yeah, good buddy of mine. So we went up there. I took a few guys, and there was about a room of twenty-five murderers right that all murdered or they were like on the scene when it happened and they got in there for life whatever right and there was someone like the most lovely kind men now they'd been in there they've been doing the work they've been working on themselves transforming you know forgiving themselves they've been in the work for years decades but there's some lovely people if you're willing to change and do listen, the work, yeah, I know that. But listen, how do they get? How do they? How do they, How do these beautiful people that we're talking about? How do they get a good break when they come out there and they got this fucking um, stripes on their back? They no. want to read your portfolio. They see all this prison shit. You you got the highest. Some of these guys got the highest form of education from Ivy mm-hmm. League schools. Mm-hmm. 
one line in prison yep. and can't get a job. That's true. They got yeah. Ivy League stuff. There's a guy at Stanford from there. Yeah. 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 They got Ivy League stuff, man. These guys are geniuses. They just took the, they just went the wrong direction. These guys are geniuses. These guys are brainiacs. The reason why we can't have, um, radios and stuff in prison is because one of these little crazy intelligent bastards could turn it into a, a, a phone where they can hear what in the, um, wow. the warden's office. You know what I mean? So that's why we can't have we, we can't have um the things no more, the Walkmans no more, the radios because these guys turn it into devices wow. where they can hear in the warden's office when they go send the people up for searches and lockdowns and all that stuff. These guys are geniuses. You can't believe it. They're like Einstein. They're in there for murder. <laughs> oh, drug, drug them. That. These guys are so smart that oh, blow your mind, man. Mm. It's wild. I'm curious. They pass every state that the the school requirements have for college, you know, institutions. Everything they pass them with flying colors, like they were cheating. You think they're cheating? That scores that they get. Wow, it's wild, man. I'm curious. Hypothetically, let's let's say you could pick the day you get to die. How old would you want to be? If you could say, okay, I can choose any day, any year, would you want to be 100, 200 years old? Like, how old would you like to live until? I wouldn't live long because I wouldn't want to see my children die. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't live long at all. Wow. That would kill me. If I, you know, see them growing old, I lost the daughter at four, but imagine that me with the relationship I have with my children now. You know, I would probably handle it, but I wouldn't want to deal with it. I wouldn't want to see it. So I would want to die. A lot earlier. Right. Well, say you got to, say it's your last day and your family was still alive. Yeah. And you died. Say it was 100 and your family was still alive, right? What do you think you would want people to say about you in 50 years from now if that was when you died? What would you want people to say about you at your funeral or just in life after you pass? I don't know. It's what my kids say, my daddy took care of us. Oh, yeah. That's just more important, my daddy. You know, the other people are going to have their opinion, their individuals, yeah. whatever it is, you know. And that doesn't bother me. I told my children because I've family. always been fucked up in that department. Yeah. You know, my children have to come visit me on my birthday. They always have to see me in prison all the time <laughs> and everything. I do, went through that part of my life. My kids always got to come through, through the glass, got to take, oh, hang out with my kids through the, oh, it was fucking. The up. worst, right? Yeah. Wow. All that stuff. That's cool, man. It's a good question. I'm always asking. I'm always asking myself want? this stuff, you know. <sighs> That's what we are as people. We want people to think something about us. Mm. That's our ego. We want to think. We want. I'm telling people, the egos are so fucking big. They they want to be. They're mad. They can't be at their own funeral. They want to see who came, motherfucker. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would want something similar, which is like I, I would want people to know that I really cared about humanity and I I had a big heart and I wanted to help people as much as I could, um, and just that. I was a kind human being. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I tried my best to do as good as I could to help people, you know. And then you have to deal with this. Your best wasn't good enough. Oh, man. Imagine that. Well, you're dead then anyway, so you don't have to hear it anymore. But listen, how do we know? Maybe maybe death is another form of life that we go to. Another part of life. You know, how 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 could life be glorious and death not be glorious? You can't have death if you don't have life. They walk through the hall yeah. and do it all over again. No doubt about it. 
But I say to myself about that too. I say, listen, is this an illusion? People are born every second. How, how, what is the big deal? Why would I, why would God need me to come back? He gets somebody, other people keep, that keep coming. Why do we need my energy back anymore? We already dealt with your energy. We're doing some new new shit. (laughs) You die, motherfucker. Let's see what's coming on. You're standing here. We don't want to talk to you about you. We may bring you up in some fucking history class, but fuck you. This shit work, okay? Right. Well, I think that. I think that's a part of our ego believing that we're going to continue to live Mm. and we're going to be reincarnated. No, you're finished, motherfuckers. You had your turn. Come on. Yeah. You know? It's possible, but you think about, like, your question, Mike, of Alexander the Great. Yeah. And the thousands of followers, hundreds of thousands of followers he had. And you think about, everybody knows Alexander the Great's name, but they don't know Joe Schmo. Yeah. From there. And the case is still that way. There are a handful of individuals in the grand scheme of civilizations that leave a mark that perpetuates on and on. And so what you might think is, why does the universe want me to? Why does spirit, why does God want me to come back or need me to come back? And it's because you carry with you this knowledge that you spread that like a virus, like a a flow of water over humanity may touch and affect and inspire others to dream and think in this way, you know, and that's why you come back because for the souls that are here for maybe the first time need to hear this type of stuff because it takes a lot to wake up in this day and age Mm -hmm. of technology, you know, hyper accessibility and, Comparison, you know, everything, comparison. Judge, judgment, insecurities, everything. Yeah. You know? So tell me this, right? How does somebody that lived in the Stone Age connect with somebody that lived in, right today? They died. He died during the Stone Age. Now somebody, they, do they intertwine one another? Mm. The energy intertwine one another? Hey, you're my cousin from ten million years ago. Do we find things out? Do we receive knowledge from my death? Yeah, because in our DNA, it's all, it's all encrypted and coded into our DNA, into our cells. Yeah. All of this ancient knowledge for of my, who we are. For my um brief um you know, my for my brief investigation about the toad and all this stuff and the universe, I just um it's just hard to believe that so many people are born and what happened to all these people. And like you say, say a man, say a Chinese emperor at one time, he led, he led, he led billions of people. And, they, and those billions of people accomplished great things. The Great Wall of China and all the great temples, all this stuff, right? Mm. Where are their names? Mm. Where are their names? Gone. That's a crime. They, everyone, every, every million of them, their names should be mentioned. That's when they found the Territorial soldiers. They had thousands of them, but it was just what, it was just too many of them. But they put their names on every one of them with different characters, oh, with different cool. soldiers, and they put their names on them. That's cool. And that's the closest that it ever came down when the whole crew got the um, recognition wow. from China. When he made a, he made a, he made a, he made a clay statue of everyone and the lifestyle of every one of his soldiers. Wow. And the soldiers' horses and stuff and the guns and all this stuff. Wow. Well, in that same token of the, what did you say, Mike? The actions of us all, of yeah. one of us? The conduct of one the is conduct. the faith of us all. Yes. Yeah, wow. So in the same vein, the conduct of one Alexander the Great yeah. 
is the fate of his entire community, his exactly. entire tribe. Exactly. You know, exactly. so he is the embodiment of all of those people. It's true. He represents it. Yeah. Right. Nobody ever went that far before. Nobody ever went that far. That must have been crazy. You ten, imagine marching for 10 years. Imagine 10 years just keep going. Not ever thinking about home. Well, you think about home, but you never know when you're coming back. Everybody had to, they went mutiny on them when we got to India. They said, man, we're not going home. We've been gone for 10 years. We lost a bunch of people. We got children by other women from other tribes that in our group now. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just whoo. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Shit, bro. Lewis, what do you have going on these days, man? What are you doing right now? Are you writing any new books? Are you I'm speaking? working on a new book that I'm just started writing. It's about eliminating self doubt. Nice. I think self doubt is the killer of dreams, and I think it holds us back from everything when we doubt ourselves. Hey, listen, why do we have doubt? Mm. We human beings <clears throat> are the only species that make doubt up when it's not there. Isn't it crazy? That's wild. It's crazy. That's what I'm going to be writing about. Yes, how do we overcome that self doubt? That keeps us back. And it doesn't matter. You know, I've, you've probably seen some talented athletes over the years mm-hmm. who maybe they were more talented than you or something. I don't know. Um, yes. And you were like, but they didn't believe in themselves. And you had enough energy to put yourself out there and believe. I met a lot of guys. Maybe you did on the football field. I was not the best athlete, but I, I made it past a lot of the guys that I played with. And I was, I was always like, man, you're so talented. You're a mutant. You're a freak of nature. But when it comes to the game, you get scared. And I didn't understand it. Yeah. I never understood yeah. it. And the thing is, it doesn't matter if you're the baddest person in the world. And if everyone believes in you and says, you're the greatest, you can achieve it all. If you don't believe, you'll never do anything. This is that's so interesting. This is something I always wanted to find out. Like, I have some sparring guy partners, people that ask, and when I'm sparring, I'm vicious. I'm like, the limit. I'm yeah. not the cold, break your jury. I. And there's some guys in there that kick my ass, right? And you're like, what the fuck? But you put them in the ring, put them on the They're nervous. Ice, you put them some, pa- some popcorn there, and they fucking panic. Won't throw a punch. I said, yeah. fight him like you fought me in the <laughs> you know, It's fighting the same way. Please, this guy You're will be home after you dead. And they freak out. They panic. They won't. They fucking. I think, it's, I think part of it is, this is something I'm going to be uh, researching and going down. I think part of it is our ego and opinions of other people. We care so much about the opinions of other people if we, the way we look, if we fail, if, you know, something happens we're not proud of. We're so scared of what our friends, our family, the media thinks of us. That it holds us back from actually being in flow and giving our all. Yeah, Absolutely, that's true too. But there's other things that I think in that um, realm. Yeah, there's some guys that don't got shit, ain't got nothing, talk shit, pump, yeah. cough. Only, and this guy that got the world, they don't do nothing. They shy, they introverted. They don't think much of themselves and shit. They're scared to talk to. Girls. Yeah, yeah. Now, why is that? Now, if you talk about self-doubt, you the insecurities, yeah. You scared to talk to a girl. I know. I would buy one. No, forget you. I'll take this money. I think it's uh, a car, yeah. take the house. People I are trillions. <laughs> take the car, take the house. I think the reject, the fear of rejection. It's like the opinion of what that person thinks of you. If they don't, if they say no to you, then it means you're not worthy. And um, at the core of all of our fears is us not being enough. It's saying I am not yes, enough, yes. and therefore I'm afraid of of putting myself out there because what if this person says, you are not enough to me, I'm yes. rejecting you. Then we get scared. And our ego takes over and we don't want to be put in that situation. In some cases, people kill other people for saying that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 People freak out. And isn't it interesting, isn't it interesting that you could have um, the world 
saying, you got this, you're the greatest, and you not believe in yourself and not take up the opportunity. And in the reverse, you could have the world against you. And everyone says, no, there's no way you can do this. There's no chance. You're not good enough. And all it takes is one person to believe, and that's yourself. And when you can be against the world, but if you have the belief, then you can go and create it. And so that's what I want to – Absolutely. This book is about developing self-belief I and, over, and eliminating self-doubt because I think self-doubt is the killer of dreams. That's awesome. And, and this, I used to have a mentor, and he used to say that confidence applied properly will supersede a genius. Oh, yeah. Mm. The genius without confidence isn't going to do anything. Yeah. Mm. doesn't matter. Amazing. Yeah, so I've got that. Of uh, You should interview Mike for it, dude. I'm going to. Nice. I mean, I'm going to, yeah, for sure. I've got that. I've got a documentary I'm, I'm looking to launch here soon uh, that's about – it's called Chasing Greatness. Nice. It's all about discovering what greatness is, and I'm excited about that. And then uh, my podcast is called The School of Greatness. So we interview people like Mike, who's going to be coming on soon. And so tell us um, – I'm going to say something that um, John Kennedy Jr. said, all right? I've known him well before he died, right? And he said this, um, I met a lot of great men. But, um, and all those great men I met, I never met, they were no good men. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, after meeting all these great men, I decided I want to be a good man. And that's what I said. I said, I want to be a good man. Mm-hmm. People told me I was great for a long time. But it didn't give me, you know, as I got older, it didn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? And then I realized that being a good man is, you know, it's worth more than being a great man. All great men are not good men. Mm -hmm. But most good men could become great men. Yeah, that's true. So true. That's great. So true. Because that doesn't fucking give you anything. No. All of the material Mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do anything for your soul. You may get five minutes, five years of gratification mm-hmm. for your achievements. But it's not going to fill the hole unless you're at peace with yourself, you are in love with yourself. Listen, um, we're human beings. We're, we're, you know, we're human beings. Imagine, how, do, how do you take, you're a great man, how do you take that? Why do, what do you say, I'm a bad motherfucker? How do you really <clears> take <throat> that? You know, from, from, from a perspective of yeah. humanity, how do you, how do you take, you're I- a great man. I just try to say... I don't even know what that means. I, if someone says that to me, I would just say, thank you. I'm trying to do my best every yeah. single day. I'm learning every day. I'm growing. I'm not perfect. And uh, I just want to help and serve. So I just try to absolutely focus yeah. on service. And I say, thank you. I'm just trying to serve as like much I, as I can. Like my, 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 my idiotic... I thought of a great man as a man like Gandhi, a man that gives up all his money, gives everything to something. Yeah. But that don't make him a great man. That's this man don't give a fuck about money. But that don't make him a good man either. Yeah. You know, he just value. He has the price, but his price is not money. It might be sex, yeah. might be liquor, might be drugs, or just might be his happiness. You know what I mean? And all happy people are not good people. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could be doing bad it's things and feel happy about yeah. it. Yeah, all happy people are not good people. That's good stuff, man. This is it's fun, guys. Really good when you <laughs> see somebody that's that's in a bad situation. 
and you try to make that situation better. That's a good person. That's a good person. Yeah. You don't have to know him or anything, but to make a situation better. And all you could do, you could simply smile. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do a lot to change someone's energy and make them feel better. You can smile. You can 100%. say, how are you? You know. Yeah. It's just your energy, your way of being, how you show up. So There's a lot of homeless people around L.A. Yeah, you live in LA. I live in West Hollywood. Downtown LA. Oh, West Hollywood. There's a lot of people too. Yeah, yeah, and on my side of town in NoHo, North Hollywood. Um, See in Hollywood, but Hollywood they got the functional homeless people. They're still clean. They're still not talking. They got cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These guys downtown don't have nothing. They're gonna die there, man. Yeah, Yeah. really bad. But you know, I try to acknowledge them at least. That's good. You know, I feel like those people are so beaten down that if another soul can just acknowledge their existence, that lifts them up to yeah, some extent. Yeah, that's true. Just smile you and know. say, hey, I hope you're doing well. Hey, man. You know, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you. I don't understand. Listen, um, it's funny you say that. Um, it was a story about Alexander the Great, and it was this guy, I forgot, good genius. I forgot, I forgot his name, but he was a homeless guy. And he never complained. He was always happy. Mm. And Alexander was the king of Greece at the time. And he, wanted to, he said, hey, listen, I notice you. You have nothing. You're always happy. I have everything. What can I do for you? And the guy said this. He said, um, for once, you, if you can please just get out of the way of the sun so I can get my tan. <laughs> and Alexander just couldn't understand why this guy had nothing, but he was happy. And he had everything, and he wasn't happy. That was confusing. <clears throat> it's interesting. I've been a part of a... A charity called Pencil of Promise, where I'm actually tonight. I'm flying to Guatemala every wow, year. Dude. Every year I go on a trip. Uh, we go to Guatemala, Laos, and Ghana, and Laos we build is schools. It's, it's cool there. I like it there. But we go and build schools. I've been doing it for seven, eight years. A guy named Adam Braun founded it. Scooter Braun, uh, yeah, part of his brother. I don't know if you know Scooter. Cool, Braun. we do. Justin Beaver. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going tonight, and every year I go on a trip for about four days, and I see these kids that have nothing they're in the middle of they're so fucking happy man they have nothing they have no schools they have no they have a hut but then they get like a little sandwich and they're just hanging out with their family and they're kicking up soccer ball on the dirt field with you know you know trees in the middle of the field and they're, they're you know they're so happy kicking a rock around well they don't expect anything in this country we were taught to expect things even if we don't work we expect to have that beautiful girl. We expect to have that house. We expect to have that money. Someone that to give us money, yeah. Someone to give it to us. But they're so happy. And so when, I come, when I'm there for four or five days and I come back and I drive through Beverly Hills to get to West Hollywood and I see it's grotesque. The, the, the material it's abundance and people honking in their $400,000 Bentleys or whatever and getting mad. And I'm like, these people are so happy with nothing. They've got family. They've got laughter. They've got health. And people in Beverly Hills, not everyone, obviously, but I see yes. people that are angry and frustrated. It's a cosmic joke, man. Isn't it crazy? No, this is crazy. People are so fragile. Life is fragile. It's hard living life. You see people, they say they make a bad mistake, they think it's over, they may kill themselves. Life is hard to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By making a mistake, I'm like, oh, God, I'm never going to get no money again. I'm never going to my girl left me. Nobody's going to ever love me. Boom, I'm dead. You know, it's just people. Are it always crappy. passes, though, right? Yeah. You've been through some crap, yeah, but you have to go through it. Some people can't go through the rain. It's a lot of pain you to go through. Deal with that pain. A lot of pain. Deal with that pain. And you have to be willing to always see the light. <clears throat> it's so hard when you feel like you're suffocating, sort of though. Hope. Yeah, but it's just your mind playing tricks. With it you. is. It's all mind game. It's on your mind yeah. fucking with you. It's a mind game. <laughs> <laughs> We're so human beings are so drama 
feels. We're movies in our own self. That's it. It's stories we say. We yeah. listen to fucking shit. It's not even true. And we're playing into it. We got the emotions. We're crying. It's cool. It's, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's gone. It's cool. It's fucking good, man. Well, this is fun. What do you think, dude? We have a ball in here. This is a great Mike's conversation. It's a great I'm excited combo. to have you on soon and just talk more about this stuff. So Hell yeah, dude. I don't think people, I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know this side of you. Maybe they do. I, How you old know. are you? I just turned 36. So he's yeah. still young, right? So dig, right? How old are you now? 31. Yeah, 31, he's yeah. a baby too. But listen, do you, do you ever think about that? Like, where the fuck am I going to go when this shit is over? I know you don't think it's, it's a blackout. Boom. Yeah. I know you know something's going to happen. I think about it every day. Yeah, you do. Because it's kind of exciting too. Right? To be honest. Like, what's next? It's exciting. Because, you know, God didn't make us for us to blank out. Do you think God made us for us to say, hey, it's over, blank out, we don't exist anymore? Come on. I don't think so. I'm the interested. World, the galaxy is so fucking big. I think sometimes that we're in somebody's Dream. system. No, we're in somebody's system. We're, we're at guts. We're cells. We're oh, cells. We're living. We're living inside somebody that's just so fucking big we can't even fathom it. Wow. Why not? You know? Why not? Remember in Men in Black? Mm-hmm. At the end... When they pull all the way out and they're just in this marble yeah, that yeah, this yeah. giant being is just flicking. That's it. Yeah. Why not? Who knows? I don't know. You know, ancient times they said we lived among giants. Yeah. You know? They see these giant footprints. They can't explain ancient um, mm. 10,000-year-old footprints that's like 10 foot long and shit, 10 foot wide. Mm. <laughs> it's giant footprints. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, <clears throat> it gets weird, man. And you get we into can't that listen. Stuff. All that stuff they say, it might be true. We don't even know. Atlantis? Yeah. I could believe that. I could believe in Atlantis. There's yeah. another land, too, called Pan. Yeah? Yes. It was like fairies and shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Lost civilization. Peter Pan? <laughs> Pan like the Earth spirit. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Shit gets weird, This man. is fun, guys. I appreciate you guys. You know what pi on. is? Pi is the highest number that ever exists. 3.14. The pi, right? That's yeah. what it is. The highest number. The highest fucking number. Imagine that I have pi dollars. And we're left. You, you get too much money. You so much. The galaxy. Imagine. You know, the, um, the planets. The planets. All the planets. All of them. Um, Saturn, all of them. Mercury. They're like this planet. You know, inside of the planets are all rich um, jewels and minerals. Yeah. All the planets have them. You know, every now and then you see um, meteorites hit each other, boom, you hear that, see that dust coming out. It's gold, dust, and diamonds, all that stuff coming out. Yeah. And just like this planet has a bunch of diamonds and minerals and mm. all the planets have them. Mm. And that's why, that's, and that's why I think we're trying to get over there so we could dig those planets and get all those minerals mm. out of there. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to get in those planets. You guys have yeah. hung out with some pretty rich people. Yeah. You think there are rich people already living on other planets? Um, listen, right? I don't think that far. Just colonizing already? They're already listen, there. Listen, I believe... Um, Bezos has a crib on Mars. If it's true. You know, I don't even believe those guys have really been on the moon and all that stuff, right? Really? Listen. Are you heading to Flat Earth, Mike? No, I don't know if I'm heading there, but I'm just saying I don't okay. know. And I know our, our, our right. government lied to us since the beginning of government. Absolutely. And we tried Fair to, enough. You know what I mean? They, they told us the story of Adam and Eve. Yeah. And we had to believe that. Let me tell you, the first year, my, I always think to myself, the first me, the first person with my genes to ever live, he could have been Chinese, he could have been white. Mm-hmm. Coming 10 billion years ago. Mm-hmm. Never first know. Me, we don't first know. me. The first <clears throat> man figure in my life, that, if my, my existence, my bloodline, could have yeah. been Chinese. Who knows? 
Yeah. You know? Could have been a fucking dog, a gorilla. You never know. <laughs> For sure. Who knows? We don't know. Um, Why they keep us in this fucking perpetual state of fucking dumbness? Fear, yeah. fear and dumbness. Listen, but this is the, this is the story. When we um when we stop being afraid, we're ready to die. Mm. Isn't that crazy? When we're no That's longer the afraid, we're ready to die. Even when you're young, when you're no longer afraid, you usually die. You know. Interesting. Fear keeps us alive. Fear is a friend That's of true. ours. You have true. some realization. Yeah. And then you go. Should we wrap this up? Sure, why not? <sighs> Do you guys have a special awesome. ending too? No. Mm. Oh, Dude, to see thank you, this you, is powerful. This is awesome. It's beautiful. Big Mike. Hope to see you again. Appreciate man. you, man. Thank you. This is beautiful meeting you, man. Mike, amazing episode, brother. <laughs> hey, wait. Where can people find you? Yeah, tell us. Uh, at Lewis House, L-E-W-I-S-H-O-W-E-S, and uh, on Instagram or wherever, and then School of Greatness Podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Check it, y'all. Why do you think we could... We, um, we put greatness and wealth in the same category. I don't do that. We well, you know most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's. Uh, That's what I thought too. I think they think of like wealth and success. The reason why for me it wasn't called school of success because I think that word is. Um, I don't know. It's just not used that well. It, it's it's tied around like it, money yeah. and accomplishments. Where greatness for me is not about money and accomplishments. It's about service. It's about how can you use the sacrifice. Gi- Stepping how can into you your use highest the, self. Yeah, it's about how can you use the gifts and talents that you were given, that you were born with, to cultivate them and pursue a dream that you have. And in that pursuit, how can you impact the people around you, the maximum number of people? For me, that's what do we greatness. do about homeless people? What do we do about having homeless hotels? Imagine a hotel like Vegas, yeah. like like um, the MGM Grand, a five thousand room hotel. Imagine something like that for the homeless. Mm. And as they and, and as they go in the hotel, they learn how to take care of the hotel. They learn how to handle mm. it. Take the people. They learn how to um, bellhop. They learn how to administration. They learn all that, and then they build more hotels all over the world for homeless people to learn how to make live their lives. I think it's a great concept if they have the responsibility and want to do the work and 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 want to show up and yeah, work. Listen, you know, right. that's the challenge. Shit, yeah. man. Well. We'll have you on again, and we'll yeah, go fun. deeper on success yeah. and greatness. I, don't, I think it's awesome, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. All right, everybody. That was another awesome edition of Hot Boxing. Yeah. Check us out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel right now, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Also, check us out on Spotify as well as iTunes. I'm Be sure to subscribe. Butt. We've also got some merchandise up, dope Hot shirts, hoodies. We got dad hats. Nice. Check them out. Hotboxingpodcast.com. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. And we're out of here, y'all. Go on. Ow! (laughs) That was fun. Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast, and I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick of the 2018 draft. Definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Ayton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Ayton 
puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers there too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging 20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series. And it's been so exciting to see a physically talented player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net has all the action. Basketball, the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. BetOnline has you covered if you love golf, MMA, championship boxing, they have that too. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports, the news, scores, and odds. So head to the website, use your mobile device, and bring home the game with BetOnline.net. 